All right, episode 11. We're back. As always, your host of the No Chance podcast. My name's Ryan. My name's Nate. And uh, happy to be here today. Yeah. Uh, recording. Uh, another pretty early this week actually yeah it's a we usually do this on like a thursday thursday Thursday. it gives us like one day to like edit (laughs) and we're sorry we're we're, we're a little lagging but it don't worry about us all right Uh, we're trying a long weekend a very Um, long weekend tell them where we went man uh we took a little trip down to la yeah Um, it was the most fucking grueling like what 48 hours of Three hours of sleep yeah. total, six hours of sleep total. I think I slept two hours like each night. It was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Hennessy. Yeah. Sponsor us, please. We actually, uh, we, we were driving down on... Friday night. Friday night. Yeah, yeah, And literally the only thing that we wanted to go to was this uh, undefeated pop-up. Um, Alaylee Ale- May had her, her Air Jordan 1 dropping at undefeated on La Brea. Yep. And she had like this really dope pop-up. Um Give like a background of like kind of what it looked. It was like a swap meet, right? It looked it looked like a swap meet. Kind yeah. Of. Um, I don't know. From the pictures, it didn't really look like it was too extravagant. Like I know, like a lot of pop ups are. It looked pretty not basic, but I don't know. How would you explain they, it? They built Obviously it out pretty job. nicely, I think, in terms of what the sort of homage to the shoe was. So yeah. I think we kind of referenced it in the in the last episode of of what she was doing with her collaboration with Nike being, I want to say like the second, the second most official Air Jordan collaboration with a, a female like ambassador, essentially. Yeah. Um, the first was Vashti, Vashti which yeah. w- was super under the radar back in the day, Yeah. which nobody really even knows about. I mean, it's funny. Those are only in what, grade school sizes though? Yeah. Yeah. This so, one, I mean, this yeah, one you're right. Yeah. Actually, I don't think, I don't think the the Vashti version of the Air Jordan Two. I think that she did. Yeah, I think she did a Jordan Two. I don't think that would have would have, like, sort of lived well in, in men's size. I don't know. It's, it's it's a it's a hard shoe to to really sell. The only one that we've ever seen really do well is just just Don's, and those still don't even do very much well either. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So a Lely May collaboration, second collaboration with um with Air Jordan or female collaboration with Air Jordan um, with a signature like legacy model. Yeah. And the sort of inspiration behind that was this sort of homage to her roots in, I'm going to assume it's Los Angeles. Yeah, she's from L.A. L.A. Yeah. Um, East L.A. I'm going to assume as well, based off of some of the, the imagery that surrounded the item, which was, you know, this this culture of uh what sort of materials were on it it was like corduroy corduroy i believe satin satin she had like some chenille on there chenille and Um, it's it's so cool the way she mentions like how they are incorporated into the shoe of just like satin jordan shorts yeah like fleet like like, like, yeah basketball shorts fucking corduroy cholo slippers like Mm -hmm. like you can't get any more like to the point with your with your materials and your backstory. Yeah, and I think it was. I think the design was one formed based on yeah her narrative, and I think that's Definitely. why it was so successful and people gravitated towards it. Was because I, it, I totally did. Yeah, yeah I remember like, you were telling me like the week leading up to it, like, yo, if we get there on time, like we're definitely going there. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm like, gonna, I'm gonna buy it for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, um, Sean Weatherspoon from from round two always mentions how like corduroy is now like the most in thing right now. Yeah. Like, everybody's using it, which is true because. 
he always comments at the bottom of everybody's pictures like, yes, yeah, Cordero. <laughs> yeah, no, I literally just saw that today, too. I forgot where I saw that. It was but. on a um, – I think it was a born and born and raised. Born and thing. raised, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so shout out to that. Um, Corduroy is is definitely back. Yeah. In terms of materials, but um, what are we gonna talk about today? We're gonna talk a lot about females, females in, in or women in in streetwear in, in ever in every sense of of uh, of their sort of involvement nowadays. We're gonna talk about a little bit of how it was, you know, first starting out with streetwear mm-hmm. and sort of where they were. And kind of now with the trends of, of athleisure and everybody looking like they work out and but not really working out, how does that fit into this sort of rise of of women in streetwear, yeah. it, which is a great thing. Um, yeah. um, it, it, it's definitely pushing the culture forward for for young women entrepreneurs to come in the game and be like, yo, I can creative direct this. You can you know, I can design this. I can push this and it. And women nowadays aren't really looking to jump into the you know fashion houses like they were before like i want to work at chanel i want to work at blah 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 mm-hmm. now these girls are looking up to people like an emily oberg and i want to go work at kith or you know another streetwear brand so yeah that's a little bit of what we're going to be talking about and today we're also going to be touching on a little bit how the sh- landscape of streetwear or just fashion in general has changed for men too yeah albeit um it's going to be a much shorter segment than what we're going to be talking about in terms of women uh, but we will kind of talk about that too. Um, so why don't we start with what streetwear used to be like for women? Oh man, was there were there women in streetwear when it first started? I'm or? sure. Yeah, no, I'm sure there were women in streetwear, but streetwear back then catered like almost 100 percent to like male consumers. No, definitely. Like it, it in terms of just what streetwear was in 2000, and of course there, there's a prehistoric streetwear that that is almost undocumented, really, unless you were pioneers in streetwear that you just happen to know. It's very, like, word of mouth when you go back as yeah. early as, the, like, the 90s, et cetera. But we talk about, like, a, a, a key moment of or the golden era of streetwear, which was those, that, like, late 90s, early 2000s to mid-2000s. Clothing was just bigger. Like, yeah. in general, clothing was made to be baggier, like, People weren't wearing smalls and mediums, and and you could only see people wearing, you know, double XL tall. T- it, it just the 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 fashion of streetwear at the time was just a lot bigger, and it didn't uh, like accommodate women who wanted to wear it. Yeah, and I and that's another good thing to point out too is that there was no streetwear specifically for women. Yeah, is that women, if they wanted streetwear, they had to wear men's clothing. Yeah. So I think that's where it was, and now we're seeing kind of a shift more towards streetwear for women by women. What, so. Which is which is what they, I think in the, in the early years, that was a thing that was trying to be created. Yeah. So I think one of the the first women's streetwear brands was that I remember that some of the girls at in my middle school and high school started to wear was Hell's Bells. Yep. That was a a huge like first woman streetwear sort of specifically for women for women yeah Yeah. shirts were cut and designed for women etc jeans jackets and all that but i think they came off of another brand i'm not too sure actually they came off of another brand if not then Um, i think they made a men's brand afterwards because they had to the mob do you remember that brand? that might 
Yeah, no, that, I think, that's, I that's think that might be like a separate thing, but I mean, they're still that's the still same, another good example realm. of yeah. like a women's streetwear brand that's actually still like thriving today, which is is really cool to see. Yeah, I think Married to the Mob was is, you know, credited as being the first women's specific streetwear brand. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I just remember Hell's Bells being like really, really popular. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I'm not sure if it was like a, a like a spinoff or something or it was just like that vibe of like grunge like women grunge or whatever just like kind of edgy but yeah. they're they're still one and the same yeah um but sort of starting off in that sort of golden era and and how it kind of transitioned into now do you think that a lot of that, that sort of male dominated industry of streetwear is is something that it just goes with with the times that we're in or was there like a a specific moment that that sort of led to that sort of like kicked it off kicked it off yeah um no i think it just goes in hand in hand with streetwear being or just everything in general being more readily available to everybody yeah you know what i'm saying so i think it just goes kind of hand in hand with that these days there's very little barriers to get into anything oh it's yeah sort of like yeah of course we're, we sort of live in a time where if you want to do something or want to be this person you can be there are certain or no rules no boundaries um so i think in that sense women in streetwear have been sort of pushing the pushing the bound pushing or breaking the boundaries rather you know it always takes like that initial person to to that maybe in in a lot of it if you think about it coming back to some of the early women in streetwear it was always deemed as these girls who were considered tomboys yeah right yeah. so Vashti, which is probably one of the most like recognizable like women in streetwear to this day, like even admits it herself in in, in interviews and from from back in the day of just being like I've always been the the tomboy. I've always liked to dress in like guys' clothes, and she always explains how it's just easier for her to style, etc. Yeah. And they always have the best and coolest stuff. And when you think about to like the early '90s or whatever of uh, uh, streetwear. That was probably like the coolest stuff out at the time. Like you weren't seeing, you know, like the all over prints and it was all obviously a little bit cheaper as well because in order to buy something from a, uh, you know, a fashion house like a, who was popular at the time, like a Chanel, Versace, you know, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, that shit's expensive, but you can get like a, an outlandish looking t-shirt for, you know, like a tenth of the price really. And that's probably yeah. what, it, what probably attracted uh, females at the time just being like, you know, I can style this stuff and it's cheaper and it looks better and I'm probably the only girl that's wearing it. So that's probably something that kind of pushed them to it. You know? Yeah, well, I think it's also has to, it also has to do with uh, women not wanting to be put in a box, you know? Mm. Like, I know for me, I don't really like to pin down my style to just streetwear or just this or just that, you know? I can't really, when I describe it to a person, I don't really like to use labels. Yeah. Um, you kind of just have to see for yourself. So I think that's the same <laughs> yeah, sort of. See for yourself. Yeah, I think I that's that. kind of sort of the same sentiment that uh, women had towards like the streetwear industry, is yeah. that, or just fashion in general, is that they didn't want to be labeled or put into a box. You know, it was so, just it was just t-shirts. Yeah, it was just clothing to them. Yeah, and <clears throat> and it it really just took like like I said like it took a Vashti to to take it and turn it into her, her own sense of style, her own thing. Yeah. And and from there, it, it really just 
She just took it and and, and girls followed. You yeah, know? and and that's another thing um, that women in the streetwear industry they add their own perspective that wasn't there before. You know, so now we're looking at streetwear through the lens of both men and women, which traditionally never happened. You know. Yeah. You never asked a woman about her opinion on like a pair of sneakers or anything yeah. like that or like a like a drop or something that's Dude, nowadays out. the girl the the women that are dressed that are the sort of pioneers in streetwear today are the ones that are dressing better than most guys yeah, <laughs> which that's is true. that is very which true. is very yeah, surprising yeah. and i mean just even women in general like if you ask them sometimes they'll know even more than than like the average guy about like a streetwear oh, drop yeah. or you know something else that's going on it's it's it, I mean, it goes back to to the first episode in in what we talked about is there's some people that that like streetwear, but there's mm-hmm. other people that generate this affinity and love for streetwear that that incorporates them doing the research and figuring out what brands are who and who the designers are for what, and and that's how you get like the like the Christina Pack who's so into the the Comme des Garcons and and the off white and and the design background is there and, and all this stuff. It's it's not just I'm gonna look at this catalog and, and understand like, oh, this is a shirt, this is, you know, a jacket, whatever. Yeah. It it requires a little bit more uh I guess passion. Yeah. You know, if you if you really think about it, because there's not too many girls out there that are on the same level as them and you can say like, oh, they're just in the circle and in the mix, but they they have a really creative mind in the, in yeah. the way that they look at things and, and, a, in terms lo- of and a lot of these women have really deep roots in the fashion industry in general not just yeah. streetwear so obviously their narrative is authentic like they've oh definitely they've been in the game they know what they're talking about you know Dude, so. let's talk all right let's talk about my my girl real quick let's talk about emily oberg because <laughs> she tends to get a lot of flack for 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 being that girl that's not necessarily uh, it, it's it's hard because I don't want to say culture, yeah. but I don't. But that's what people label her. But as. yeah, it yeah. is because she is the one that that is covering well previously covered, you know, like Supreme drops. Mm. She she is one to talk about the current climate of streetwear and and all that stuff. But as a person herself, she's she's very fashionable. She's very knowledgeable about. The, the the fashion houses and and the designers and and all that stuff. So why do you think a girl like her compared to maybe a girl like Vashti or Christina Pack um, don't get the same sort of recognition as being like oh like they fit into this world? Oh, that's a good question. Because think, think about it, you you have you just put the, these two in the same put an Adrian Ho and an Emily Oberg in the same bucket at and put the Vashti and the Christina Pack in, in a different bucket. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see the dichotomy of the two and, and why the Vashti group gets the, the, the high praise of being like, oh, you guys have been in the game. Like, yeah. you guys are good. You guys can do whatever you want in streetwear and never get looked down upon, where the Emily Obergs really can't, you know? Well, the way that I think people see it is that Emily Oberg and Adrian Ho are just using this sort of image to get by, to get by mm, to make it perpetuate their career so yeah exactly which i mean 
is probably not the case, but that's what a majority of people think, yeah, you know, or definitely. seem to think. Yeah. Uh, whereas like a Vashti or a Lily May, they're sort of in different circles. They're multi-hyphenate, so they ha- they do a lot of different things. Damn, that's a badass word. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, like, like Vashti, yeah. like she directs like music videos and other things, like she's a stylist, like all these other things. So, you know, she, from an outsider's point of view, it seems just more authentic. It seems like she knows what she's doing. She obviously has some sort of experience in. Like she has a foot in the culture. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like she's not just there to to wear the clothing and be a part of it. That's that's something that that's like second nature to her. But mm-hmm. she contributes to it. She's, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. But Emily Emily does that in in the same way, sort of. I mean, at least in a in a new age way of. Mm of social media and showing and exposing people to what's currently what what are the current trends of social media or yeah. not social media sorry streetwear so when she does cover you know a line at supreme or she does cover her documentary on you know reselling like these are current issues within streetwear so she could in a sense almost be adding to it just as much as anybody else you know oh yeah for sure and i think she definitely is um as much flack as you know any of these creatives get, I think that they're all pushing yeah. the boundaries forward for everybody, not just women, but for men too. Definitely. Um, which we'll talk about more later. But I think, I mean, regardless of what people say, and if you just if you want an idea of like what people say about women women creatives in this industry just go on like a hype just go on like hype beast and look at the comments it's it's it's, so misogynistic but i i just think that that just plays into the culture of of what's going on in in today like normally like even outside of street society in general which i mean it is like completely negative to to how i mean we both feel about it yeah because shit like i'm not gonna lie i've I've looked at christina pack photos and gotten inspiration from them and oh yeah for sure like and and that's just how it is but yeah why is it that we see like like this this trend now like guys like us can look at girls like them and gain the inspiration for them gain inspiration from them why isn't it that we couldn't do that before well why? i think the definition of being masculine or being a man has changed you know mm. maybe like point. a few years ago you had to be like the toughest dude out there, yeah. you know. Um, but now today, it's not the case. You know, you could be wear whoever you want. Jeans. Yeah, exactly. You could wear, whoever, <laughs> you wear whatever you want, be whoever you want, act in any way that you want. No, that's, that's and it gets, real. It'll still be acceptable to uh, most people. So, I think for me personally, I definitely draw a lot of inspiration from women creatives, yeah. just because it, like I said, it adds a different perspective to my life. You know, I'm yeah. looking at things through a different lens that I may not. Uh, you know, so I'm seeing things that I may not have seen if I was just looking at it through, let's say, like the lens of like a Virgil or whoever, well, yeah, or like a Connie, you know, like I think you can look at like the way that girls look at things too also provides a different insight to how we look at it. Like, for example, um, I saw a really good example of, of you know how when you tie your laces behind uh, when you wear chucks, you tie them behind yeah. your ankle. Um, which has always been really cool to me. I, I've, I've seen, a, I saw a girl, um, she decided to tie it almost like she had only laced it maybe about halfway through her shoe and yeah. tied it 
maybe like all the way up her calf. Yeah. That's very symbolic of how ballerina dancers would do it. Yeah. And that's a, a sort of inspiration that we wouldn't be able to pull from that stuff. No, you know what sure. I mean? Like yeah. to see something like that and you just sit back and you're like, whoa, that's kind of cool. But you, you realize after ask, maybe asking them like, oh, like, what made you want to do that? And like, oh, like I used to do ballet. Like they do it because it – you know, provides more support for issue, or maybe there's no functional benefit maybe for it at all. Maybe it's just an aesthetic. Maybe it's just aesthetic. Yeah. Maybe there's that piece, but there's little things like that that us as guys we can definitely pull from to push streetwear in any sort of sense. You know what I mean? No, for sure. Um, and I'll be quite honest. Like I, whenever I'm thinking of it, ideas or inspiration for what I'm gonna wear like a lot of the times I'll see like street style photos of like women yeah and a lot of the times like when they when women do wear men's clothing they do it pretty in, like to the point where it looks better than if oh my god was wearing it. Adrian like, Adrian Ho is a prime example yeah. of making every single men's item possible look amazing yeah and it, sometimes I get jealous because it's like yo if I wore that like I would like I would look like an idiot. I would look terrible in yeah. it. Even though they're wearing like a like a men's men's outfit. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's one of the things that we should we should definitely talk about is um when it comes to and we kind of talked about it in the last episode about about lookbooks. But think about a, a girl like Adrienne Ho mm-hmm. who if you really pay attention to like a supreme drop she will get everything prior to it. Yeah. She'll wear it in a couple photos. Next thing you know, it's boosted in terms of what is, I guess, a bit more valuable because people see her wear it. She looks good in it. Us guys think that we can wear it just as well. Yeah. Is that it? Do you think that's like a, a good tactic? Does it, is it, in a sense, is it, just ex- not exposing them isn't the exploiting word them. exploiting them yeah you know what i mean exploiting them for off their looks off their because looks, we want like we want appeal. we want to have like emily ober creative mm-hmm. direct our our brand like a kith right yeah we don't want to use her in the sense of your looks are going to make people buy her thing. so i guess your the question you're asking is are brands just cashing in on this trend quote-unquote of women in streetwear yeah um i think so i definitely think so i honestly wouldn't be surprised if people were yeah that's Um, very obviously it's not the ideal situation but um i mean even then it is still somewhat pushing the culture forward as bad as that may sound because it's still involving women in streetwear in some in some form yeah um it just sucks that you know people are cashing in, <laughs> seem uh, are seeing this as a trend, you know. Yeah, and I I think like the biggest thing right now is just sort of where we're going in terms of of of, of just streetwear and and cultural influences with the things that we wear, right? So we see like the biggest trend nowadays is is athleisure. We see every girl that is supposed to be you know, uh, that has a foothold in, in, in streetwear. They're constantly showing themselves working out. Ashley's, like, working out, like, fucking box logo T-shirts and shit. Just, like, the rarest of rarest <laughs> things. It's just so It's funny. like, oh, this? It's yeah. only $3,000. It's so it's funny to watch. I can like, <laughs> three Playboy chains. Like, yeah, that's, like, like 8K yo. on your neck right there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, we, we're, we're seeing how 
the big thing nowadays is athleisure and and we see all these like the girls that have the foothold in, mm. in the streetwear industry there they're all following that trend do we th- do we feel like brands nowadays are are trying to match it as well like we see like a kith releasing very like sporty yeah um athletic types they even have a kith women's now mm. um can we see that becoming a trend as as we continue um i th- think so uh, as far as like athleisure is concerned or just the market in general i think that the market is really being driven by women yeah so brands have to you know respond to that and create products that appeal to those women yeah so in that sense i think women are playing a large part in driving the streetwear market forward and kind of um you know pushing it so that there are more products available to them yeah so. and the, and then the the term of, of unisex always comes up yeah. with clothing nowadays because obviously with with this I guess the, the change in garb of, of it being less, you know, I guess baggy. Well, I mean, it's, it's now becoming a thing again, but before yeah. it was just, it was just strictly baggy, but now there's like a combination of, you know, big flowy pants, you know, tighter jack, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you see like brands starting to include more unisex sizing, a mixture of different um, patterns and colors that anybody can wear I'm, yeah. I'm seeing a lot more like pastels nowadays yeah um it, it is definitely geared more towards this 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 middle ground now because yeah. they understand that their their consumer base is is not just men anymore yeah and that's a that's another thing that's a good point um is that brands have to sort of recognize that there are so many different types of people. There's not just a girly girl, quote unquote, that's gonna wanna wear pink. There's a girl that may want to wear like all black or like some yeah. more like, I don't know. All red. Yeah, all red, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever maybe. Yeah. And there's also the guy that isn't always gonna be wearing, I don't know, what's like a neutral super, colors. Yeah, maybe yeah, they wanna you know, wear for sure. like fluorescent pink or whatever, maybe you know. Maybe they're going to Miami. Maybe they want to, yeah, you know, exactly. wear some bright-ass colors. Maybe they want to stun a little. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think brands have to do a better job of recognizing uh, recognizing that, um, that you can't just label consumers and put them into a box. But it depends, to... on what, it depends on what brands. Because oh, yeah, for sure. Like, and, and I think this, this kind of makes sense and, and kind of doesn't at the same time, but if you're a brand that's almost like sort of deeply rooted in – kind of skateboard culture, mm-hmm. I don't think that they focus much on sort of meeting that demand more so that a, than a brand that's kind of deeply rooted in, in quote unquote, just streetwear. Yeah. So yeah. like a, and, and Huff is kind of teeters in the middle there. That's a good example. They are strictly about skateboarding, but they also are being sold in Zoomies. Yeah. So if they know that a majority of their you know, consumer base could be potential girls that shop at Zoomies that listen to punk rock, whatever. Then they got to make, you know, dad hats that are in bright colors yeah. or, you know, plant life was a, or, uh, Oh yeah. I remember plant, that was plant really life big was a, like was a huge yeah. thing. The socks were being worn by girls and, and, and over, on yeah. Tumblr, you could type fucking hashtag huff socks and you could see a bunch of fucking girls that are half naked. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I never did that for, for the record, but no, that just was, in case you wanted to. There was a statistic that's that I, I looked up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there, uh, that's a totally feasible thing to yeah. to really think about. Okay, where is my product selling? Who shops at those places? Okay, I have to I have to make clothing 
that sort of caters to that audience or else there's no point in me being in that store. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's brands that have created, you know, these these women brands or these women sub brands from their big brand because they know that women wear their brands. So why not create one? You know yeah. what I mean? So you're saying it just depends on the brand and what they're sort It of depends on the is. brand and what yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where where they stand on this sort of this this linear sort of line of of street like are you on this edge of the spectrum or this edge of the spectrum if you're on the the tough guy i don't care what the fuck i release supreme sort of mentality yeah. then fuck it they don't have to release anything that's that's for women or maybe you're on the other side where you're just like a um who's like a good example of like a a brand that caters very well to like men and women um like a like streetwear brand or just brand in general uh, maybe like a, a streetwear brand, maybe like something that's, that's... I would say like Nike does a really good job. Yeah. Like in terms of like sport, like clothing, they've yeah. been doing like, they've been pushing a lot for um, like women's active wear, you know? Yeah. Since it's a big... And, it, and just as in this recent, recent article that I read on like the business of fashion is, mm-hmm. is that is their, that's going to be their, their main focus their target consumer. for, the, for yeah. the next season is... You know, this athleisure is is a fucking trend. Like, it's actually it's not a trend. It's a it's a goddamn lifestyle, and it's gonna continue to be a lifestyle because people always want to look good and feel good, and you only feel like that if you are working out or pretending to look like you're working out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean, the thing about that is, I feel like if you feel like you look good, then you're gonna get. Yeah, you're gonna perform like ten times better. Yeah, I think that's like I, I I know that if I was a girl and I was wearing like athletic workout gear, yeah, and I looked like I just working out, and, and I just like shift my mentality, like I just worked out, I'm fine, I'm wearing this athletic gear. Fuck, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I'm gonna keep yeah. buying it. Yeah, and that's how I feel when I play basketball. Like low key, if I look bummy, it's like yo, I look kind of <laughs> bummy right now. I'm not gonna do. It. And then you know what? I I'm shoot. I'm, Throwing bricks all game. <laughs> like, yo, I'll play defense. That's all I got right You're now. You're just though. cherry picking. Yeah. Like, I, I only look good enough to cherry pick yeah, right exactly, now. Like, exactly. I, I can't be seen on the other side of the court. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it goes with whatever is, is currently happening. So, with athleisure and, and with Nike sort of sort of gearing all their, their focus towards athleisure and, and sort of women being excited about this stuff, then, then streetwear brands just have to follow because – they all they all mix together at at some point. Yeah, you no, know what I sure. mean. Like whatever is currently in on the wide scale pop culture, whatever mm-hmm. street streetwear brands have to sort of buy meet, into that. Yeah, they, have, right. to they have to meet that, that demand. Unless yeah. they're unless they are the shit and they don't have to you know respond to anything. Well, again, like I, a supreme. Again, I think it really depends on what sort of scene we're talking about because skateboarding, for instance is is or was and still kind of is dominated by men like you don't see yeah that many female skateboarders they're definitely out there and they definitely do kill it but it still is majority um still is majority men and there is like you you can slowly see how there is a a wider acceptance of, of females in skateboarding yeah especially like if you did watch the uh, on viceland the most re- recent thrasher's king of the road Mm. they had on literally the second half of the entire series 
female guests yeah. and they were just a part of the team and a lot of the challenges were geared towards them and it was really awesome to see because it provided like a different a different vibe to the show yeah and it wasn't that just this like super, super like punk hardcore like, like yeah on like a road trip fucking get it you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. it wasn't it wasn't didn't feel like that it was just like no this is a team like yeah. it just felt it felt more not family friendly but it was just it was just a, a bit just different to watch like bit, yeah, exactly. yeah yeah um but i guess now nowadays like do we see these brands like and, and it, it's so weird to think like and you would have never thought like back in the day like a brand like the hundreds would would have its own sub brand called jennifer and which is geared more i mean actually it's geared toward like a unisex yeah like clothing um do we see other companies start to produce you know like women brands or produce like women apparel like a like a diamond supply or that's that's already sort of mainstream in in streetwear like are there other brands out there doing the same thing are we gonna see other brands do it oh yeah for sure i think so um like I, like we talked about in this episode and a lot of other episodes, I think brands have to adapt or get left behind. And I think the future of streetwear does include women. And I they're going to become yeah. a bigger and bigger part of the market. Um, they're I think it relies on women. You think so? I think streetwear relies on women because we think that we always talk, we talked about in, this, in the first episode about how guys subconsciously buy streetwear items to flex for other guys yeah but realistically a lot of us will wear specific clothing or dress a particular way to impress girls not me not me i have a girlfriend it, no this is a real <laughs> ass thing we will impress we will, my mom maybe okay there we go that see you're still impressing a female though um i'm i, I got a good ass story it was one time it was a family party um maybe when i was in like ninth or tenth grade and was this the time you had a crush on your cousin no 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 <laughs> come <kidding>. on <laughs> i'm just kidding i made that up, made that up. <laughs> it was a it was a family party but um one like it was my mom had invited some sort of family friend that i had never met yeah and this girl had come over to my house and I was I was like wearing some bummy shit already. Yeah. So and she was just sitting in the living room. Oh, was this the one where you said you changed like ten times? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me provide some context. So she's sitting in the living room, and I noticed her, and I was wearing some some raggedy ass clothes. So I would go upstairs, change my outfit, try to put a fire ass fit together, come back downstairs, maybe like go into the living room, maybe grab some like water or something, so she would notice. Go back upstairs, look at myself and be like, no, 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 that wasn't good enough. <laughs> Come back downstairs, change again, make sure she noticed me. And, and that's how I knew. I was like, I'm Amy doing this. Amy must have drank a lot of water that <laughs> night. Must have been dumb hydrated. A lot of apple cider. <laughs> a lot of apple cider. But I I, I just knew, like, the girls are going to – are eventually going to be the ones that dictate what's cool, what what we should be wearing. You know, because we we do sort of value their opinion in a, in a oh yeah for in a, sure on a, on a wider yeah. scale. So yeah. when it comes down to like a like a like an Emily Oberg or like a Vashti or Adrian Ho, it's like like Adrian Ho the Adrian Ho effect. I'm gonna wear this Supreme piece that may not be as sought out, like a piss green yellow box logo hoodie. <laughs> yeah, and that shit's gonna sell out on day of regardless because yeah. I look good in it. 
you guys like that I look good in it. Now you think you're going to look good in it or get a girl that looks like me. Because they think it'll look good in it. Exactly. And if I'm wearing it, they'll think I look good in it. Exactly. And, yeah. I, and I think it's just going to it's just gonna revolve around that. And it's just going to keep. It's kind of shallow if you think about it. I know. <laughs> I know. But that's that's just how, I mean, us guys but are it, very But it makes sense. Minded. Like, guys definitely do dress for to impress women. But that's just going to be the trend. I mean, you're going to get girls that are that aspire to be the the Vash, the Adrian Ho, the Emily Oberg, and they're going to come in and, you know, creative direct or design or, you know, graph design, whatever for your favorite streetwear companies because they're going to have uh, an amazing creative input and it's going to be different from what the the old heads of streetwear used to think of because that's it's just not that's just not where it's going to be anymore, Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think streetwear itself, just everything in general is like super progressive these days. Not in a bad way, but no, no, it's it's it's, it's amazingly good. Yeah, it's just opening doors. Doors are being opened for different types of people. And then that's when you see something like high fashion adapt to that. Yeah, because obviously back in the day it was very, it was very um, streamlined. That there was only high fashion had rules yeah. you know what i mean but nowadays you can even see the the sort of gender fluidity in in high fashion for men look at look at raf simmons like most recent like runway show where the dude's damn near dick was out did you see that no you i saw that? was it a rick owens it was a rick owens yeah. sort of thing but it's this it, it, it's ridiculous, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But it's it's a thing. Like it's everyone's more comfortable with with being themselves, wearing women's clothing, wearing skirts, wearing whatever. Kanye's yeah, wearing that, kilts. That's a that's a good point. I think people will be much more comfortable without having to uh, live within these lines. You know. Yeah. When we won't have to worry about oh, is it like do I look too feminine right now? Do I look too masculine right now? No, I think people just, will be more just, comfortable. You're just sense. always gonna say Kanye did it. Kanye did it already. Kanye wore a skirt. It's okay. <laughs> I have a picture from like when did Watch the Watch the Throne come out? Was that 2013? I think, I think so. Yeah, yeah. When he wore that kilt. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I went Leather to a thrift. Kilts. I remember I went to a thrift store and I tried a kilt on. Did you really? Yeah. And I think I have a picture of it on my face. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. I gotta see that. Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, try things it's out. Pretty man. comfortable. Not gonna lie. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Now but, I see why skirts are. <laughs> Is that, but anyway, is that your new trend a, now? Is that you? Hey, if Young Thug can wear a dress, I'm not going <laughs> to But if you that, want to. That is, that, that's a good example. Yeah. Somebody who is as tough. I, I, I don't know if you've ever watched like old old videos of Young Thug in, really, in, no. in, in the ghetto. I don't know why I've watched <laughs> him. But, but there are videos of him, and he's just like guns a-blazing, like ghetto as hell. You know what I mean? And. If a man like that could wear a, ki- uh, a skirt, a dress, whatever, a full bro- that's full just saying. Dress. Like nowadays, like you don't, it doesn't really matter anymore. Try, try new things. I'm not saying like I'm personally gonna wear a dress, but if you are what that you person watching want you to wear a, wear a dress, go ahead, man. Show us a fire fit. Show us, show us some some ankle. Yeah, <laughs> free the ankle. Free the ankle, man. Hashtag free the ankle on all our on all our posts for for the for the next week after this yeah. episode comes out. Um, but yeah, like that's. I think that's just going to be the future of streetwear. I'm not not to say that 
you know, every brand or, or every every men's brand is going to fall off and a women's streetwear brand is going to rise. But I think women are just going to have a greater input in how these brands run. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? And I'm sort of, I'm excited to see that because it's definitely going to be a contrast to what streetwear has been. And it's it's not going to be anything like it is now, you know? Well, I fuck so. I fuck with the Jennifer uh the Jennifer shit. Yeah, like, no, for I sure. thought I thought that hoodie was really really cool. Yeah, I don't know about how much was the price of that? Like, uh, like a hundred something. Hundred like eighty or something like that. I'm I don't know about not. all that. No, no, no. It was nice, but I don't know about hundred. Now I'll, I'll wear a unisex, you know, female created item, but the price better be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're both. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, we're both unemployed right now. So uh, don't it? Oh, come on. <laughs> hey. So, <laughs> um, so I've been wearing this unemployment hat for like uh, fucking like a month now. A month ever yeah. since my birthday, and. I'm not going to lie, unemployment has only been fun for the week of that four weeks that I have been because I've spent so much time fucking honing in on my craft of figuring out how to edit video, which I knew nothing about, how to edit audio, which I knew nothing about. Like, a lot of this shit is still brand new to to both of us. and. So, I guess unemployment has sort of been kind of like a... It's been good, but there are times, like, when I'm actually done editing a video, I'm just like what next i'm just like i'm I'm just waiting for that that thursday or that wednesday whatever when we record and just be like yes give me some content that i can play around with pause you know what i mean like i need something to work with um but the the great thing about this is like all the editing and you know recording and stuff like that shit is something that we're, we're we're always gonna have to you know figure out as we go you know yeah and it's good to, to learn that stuff. So when it does come to a time where somebody's like, "Hey, we want to, we want to have you guys, you know, be on our show, or we want your show to be on our network," it's like, "All right, well, we know how to do everything from A to Z, so we can direct it in a way where we have full creative control, which is what we would want to have when it comes time to, to do this type of shit." You know, I mean, I mean, but we're open to anything. If anybody, yeah, if you want to, you want to boss us around and hey, do whatever, we're open like to that too. as long as the, as long as it pays, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm totally down for that. But what you guys are witnessing is is the, probably the easiest part of this podcast, which is just us talking to each other. Yeah, like that 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 shit just. It just comes natural to flawless us you know what yeah. i mean like conversation is, is is just easy between us but it's all that you know the back end stuff and why you know videos are late sometimes because you know sometimes it's a little bit difficult for me you know what i mean but either way like, to do well yeah I well like, not anymore though not yeah, anymore yeah. after after how many how many uh days of work you have left um after today i have six more days of work yeah, and then, you know, we're going to have After a video that, out every damn mind. day because we're going to have so much fucking free time. Yeah. Um, but to the people that do watch us every week. And the people who have been engaging with us. On, yo, shout on out to you guys, media. man. Yeah. Like, I swear to God, like, we freak out and geek out. Of, Even if it's just like, the hey, littlest things. I like. I like your podcast or hey like this is sick like dude yo, fuck yeah like I'll thank be like, you hell yeah this is tight <laughs> like someone out there like that's this. definitely like, I pre- it, we appreciate that you gotta imagine like youtube fucking soundcloud there are millions of millions and millions and millions of videos there yeah 
and for one person to, to see ours out of to their type day, it out type mind you like all the comments we've been getting have been like paragraphs fucking essays Which double is, space times new roman 12 point font that's just amazing yeah. dude like so we really appreciate that for you gotta sure. you gotta really think about like the conversation that we're having and for people to want to contribute to that means that we're doing something right that's all we ever get is this is the thing that's been missing yeah which is is like hey man that's why we started this shit you know what i mean yeah so shout out to you guys thank you again thank you and make sure you follow us follow us tell everybody your friends whatever subscribe do whatever you can available on the apple podcast uh just type in streetwear we're like type in streetwear no you want to know oh no no. i'm gonna tell you something that was super fucking tight you go to youtube yeah you type in streetwear we're like the sixth video yes (laughs) (laughs) on youtube dude on youtube like god damn like you know how many people look up like streetwear pickups etc on youtube god damn that's so awesome we're just waiting it it always takes one sort of monumental thing to 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 shift things you know what i mean so once emily over comes across it and and retweets or whatever then hey we're golden he still has a girlfriend don't worry we didn't we didn't forget about you guys we didn't forget about dj play fresh is that Wait, are we? No, that's right for sure. It that's for Pretty sure. It. Okay, we wanted to make sure we got got it right this time. Yeah, Shout out we to got you, you and everybody else who's listening. Yep, uh, and appreciate you guys. That was actually hey, this is a short one, but it, it's never it's, it's still like forty five. It's minutes. always it's quality over quantity with us. Sure, don't forget that. <laughs> that is episode eleven of the No Chance podcast. We'll see you next week. Later, peace.